Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey girls, we are so excited to have you on our Waves Ministry podcast, and we are talking about this topic of being found free. And every week we have different freedom stories, people that are sharing their stories of freedom with you. And I am so excited to have a freedom story girl in and of herself, Holly Myers, on our podcast today. Um, Hi, hey (laughs) hey girls. (laughs) We are so glad that you're here, Um, Holly. And I will just tell y'all, Holly and I have the funniest relationship. Like we actually met on social media. Mm -hmm. Like through Instagram, I think. And we just kind of started chatting and then it led to phone calls. And anyway, she's a great friend of mine. And I just, we've never physically met in person, but we just found out like we're going to here soon. So <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, we are. She's coming to the beach here soon. And so I'm excited for that. And she's also one of our keynote speakers at our Waves Destin conference this October. And so she's talking about making waves uh, this October and as well as going to be on a panel discussing about how to make waves for Christ. And so she has a podcast mm-hmm. of her own um, where she has different people on sharing their freedom stories. So naturally, as we were talking about this topic of being found free, I wanted to have Holly come and share with you guys. She is a writer, a speaker to girls and women. Um, her and her husband are pastors at a church in North Carolina, and I just admire her so um, Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Yeah. So I live here in Gastonia. I grew, actually grew up here in North Carolina, uh, with a small town called Dallas, North Carolina. (laughs) And right beside um, Dallas, there's like several little towns. Gastonia is one of the cities next over to it. Um, The funny thing was in Dallas, there was like one elementary school, one middle school, one high school. So when I moved to Gastonia, it was such like a big shock for me of like, multiple middle schools, multiple high schools type thing. And so um, it's not as big. A lot of people know North Carolina for like Charlotte um, with being a really big city. And we're, I'm probably 15, 20 minutes from there. So it's right around there. But um, I grew up there and I married my high school sweetheart. He was a senior and I was moving to a brand new school and um, we fell in love and we got married and we have two daughters, Rebecca and Rachel, who are they're literally so opposite in every way, but they're best friends and that's great. Um, <laughs> so great. And then I have two dogs, Pomeranians that are loud and yappy, but I love them. Everyone <laughs> hates them, but I love them. And uh-huh. so that's, it's, so, it's crazy, but we pastor a church here in Gastonia called Revolution Church, and we planted a church out of student ministry. We were, uh, have such a heart for like the, like the forgotten, the impoverished, the, um, the prostitution, drug addiction, that whole area was really bad. And my husband grew up in that area. So we stepped out of like comfort of student ministry of 10 years and started a church in the center of our city, literally. And we've been doing that now for almost eight and a half years and we love it so much. And it's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit about me. I also love to smell skunk. It's my favorite smell. 
What? And I love to, yes, and I love to, <laughs> and I love to get gifts. Prizes and skunk smell are my two things about me that I love. <laughs> that is amazing. I don't think I've ever heard that. You know, in college, uh, my sorority had to dress up as different animals and do like a song thing. And uh, we had to dress up as like Pepe Le Pew's girlfriend, uh, the skunk with the oh, big pink bow. Word. I will have to send you a picture of me dressed up in the skunk outfit. Yes, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. So as we're talking about this found free, um, I know for me, I love, and I was just sharing with Holly, it's still coronavirus, like quarantine for us as we're recording this. Um, one of my favorite things to do during quarantine is I like to get in my car and go drive and look at the coast, look at the beach. And I love nothing more than just like turning on some music, rolling the windows down, letting the wind go in your hair, a little freedom music. And so I'm just curious, like, what is your favorite, like freedom song? Oh my goodness. Okay. So it changes, I feel like in every season, but currently (laughs) Jesus culture freedom song is my jam. I love it so, so much. Yes, for sure. Awesome. That is awesome. I love it. Well, for you, I'm just kind of curious, you know, what area of your life could you say that you have been found free? Mm. I think for me, like I, you know, because my podcast is literally on freedom and you, which you know that you've been a guest on there. And, um, one of the things that I realized about freedom really early on is that, in our mind, I think that we think if we overcome like a certain area of an addiction or something in our lives and then we're, we're fully free and then we're not going to no way in any form or fashion be sucked back into that bondage. And that just came out of a lot of hard seasons for me of learning that, um, you know, Galatians 5.1 is is my like verse when it comes to freedom. Yeah. It is for freedom that Christ said is free. Um, and so that is where... I had to learn that my freedom lied in him. And so for me, for many years when my dad left me when I was a little girl, it really put in a lot of the fear of being abandoned, the fear of rejection, all those things. But I would have to say like going into that, um, food was such an area of comfort for me and I would binge, I would, you know, hide behind closed doors and I would eat and then I would throw up. I would order the salads and grilled chicken out front. And then behind closed doors, I would binge on, you know, two snicker bars, or I would go through the drive through Krispy Kreme and, and eat a whole dozen of donuts. And I was in ministry. Like, this is something that like, Um, I feel like in my twenties and thirties really had a grip on me. Um, and I was trying to, and that's how I would like emotionally find my, I would be sustained by that. I would like binge in that. So, um, probably in my mid thirties, I'll remember standing in worship. This sounds so weird and creepy and I get it, but (laughs) I was standing in worship one morning and I was singing this song and I, had this like thought of like, what if I replaced every time it said Lord and I put food in place because that's what essentially what I was doing because I was beginning to idolize food and beginning to allow the food to like enslave my heart, my actions, everything. I wouldn't even want to go outside. Like when the beach time came, right. I was shorts and t-shirt girl. And I was so embarrassed of my, my legs and my thighs. And, and I didn't say this before, but like, right in the process of all that, um, I 
from from high school to college to being married to getting pregnant, I gained a substantial amount of weight in pregnancy and everything that was already enslaved in bondage of deep rooted issues in high school and as a kid came full for full wow. like thrusted forward into my addiction in that area. So like for sure if I had to like say something, it was definitely overcoming food addiction for sure. Wow. You know, I can relate to that a little bit myself. I know I've had my own stories of similar things where I was in full-time ministry and when I would feel stressed, I mean, Krispy Kreme was like my go-to. <laughs> yes. And it's um, so good. I know. I know. <laughs> um, well, just out of, just continuing on, you know, how, how did you break free of that? Like, what is your story of freedom? Okay. So I, once I realized that there, that I had a problem with like, like almost like, a, and what well, and not like was it was an eating disorder, right. but it was such a deep rooted food addiction problem right. that, um, I will never forget it. I have that my two daughters, Rebecca and Rachel and Rebecca was probably, she's 23 now. So she probably was about maybe nine or 10. And we have this little store at the end of our street, kind of like a Walgreens type thing where I knew the employees in there, you know, type of thing. So she was winning for me and I gave her three things to get. And one of those was a bag of Oreos uh -huh. and I sent her in there and she, put, she got them. And then I went home and like binged on them. And I thought, uh -huh. I just sent my kid in and now I'm bringing my child into my addiction. And oh, wow. it was, it was, it was a moment where like, she didn't have no idea. Um, nobody, nobody really knew what was going on. All they ever saw me was someone who struggled with their weight and was constantly on a diet. Like that was a constant right. thing in my life. And I didn't go to the source of that, that Jesus is like, I say this all the time on my podcast is that there's so many, there's so many faces of bondage, but only one face of freedom. But right. I was not finding freedom in Jesus. His word wasn't enough for me. Um, you know, he wasn't enough for me. And I had to literally go to this place of being on my knees and surrendering, not just the food addiction, but the desire of anything more than him. And so that was like the turning point of like, it, when I walked into a restaurant, if I was embarrassed to order French fries, mm -hmm. that was a problem that, and I needed to right. address that then, you know, there were times where I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to order this cheeseburger and fries because I've got to prove to myself that right. I don't care what anybody else thought, which did what open the door that I cared what people thought, which is another right. thing, something that food addiction mm -hmm. shed light on. And I think that when God's light illuminates the dark areas of our heart, not only just does one thing just surface, but everything rooted <laughs> in sin right. begins to come to the surface. And that is to me is what the picture of freedom is. And so I had, I remember picking up the phone and calling a friend of mine. She was in college and I said, listen, I've got a problem. I've got a problem with food addiction. I'm embarrassed to say it. I've never told anyone, um, but I'm going to doubt. She said, I want you to download fitness, my fitness pal. And I want you to put your weight in and I want you to put everything that you eat every single day. And if it means you eat 20 donuts, Holly, I need you to just say it. And I said, okay, I will. And she would call me and say, Holly, I saw you have three cheeseburgers today. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. But wow, the picture of Lazarus. Right. When Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave, he said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And I had to bring Brittany into my story to help her, to let her help me walk out in freedom. And so that, I think that, that to so me good. is such a picture of 
my freedom story was rooted number one I had to surrender what I was trying to hide um, I had to like be honest with myself like Holly you have a problem and then allow him to begin to clean out the deep-rooted issues of me as a little girl of my dad walking out on me because if I'm honest before food it was boys and before right. boys, it was, it was approval. So it was like layers and layers upon layers of this bondage that enslaved me into a place of just deep rooted addiction. Um, and then after that, bringing someone else in it, a third way is that I begin to speak about it. Like I begin to yes. talk about not allowing my weakness. It almost be, to become a strength for me. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I've got a problem. This is who I am. I'm free to be. And right. in the process, I'm going to let you come into this junk with me. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. sometimes we need people not just to uh, see what our junk is, but we need people mm-hmm. to come sit down in the mess with us. Um, right. Yeah. And to help us get up. You know? <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I say this a lot to people. I'm like, we as believers are really good, especially if you're raised in church, like we are really good at pointing someone to the cross, but it takes a lot to walk with someone to the cross because that Absolutely. means you've got to like link arms with them. You've got to get messy. You've got to, and then maybe in areas where you like, I would never thought I would be in this place with someone, but that to me is where the freedom happens. It's like, it could you imagine how stinky Lazarus was? But because I mean, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? How gross and, and yuck the stink was probably just happening. But mm-hmm. it said, told them he could have said Lazarus come out and Lazarus could have came out in fresh, clean, new clothes, but it was someone else taking those grave clothes off of him that they were able to see, like, I'm a part of this miracle. I'm a part of something yes. so much bigger. And so it's like, that to me is such a, a picture of like wow. really allowing people to come in. I love the story of Lazarus and I have never thought about that part of it. <laughs> Thank you so mm. much for shedding light <laughs> on that. That's awesome. Mm. So whenever mm-hmm. it comes to, um, to our chains and things that chain us, um, and, and that we're areas where we need freedom, uh, I would be amiss if I said that those things never tempt us again, or we never have to deal with them again. But whenever those, whenever those habits and those, um, those things with the food, whenever that comes back up and it tries to regrip you, how do you respond now? Um, I would be a complete lie if I said that every single time it comes that I don't give in to those desires because there's days where, um, like I may want a large fry and I know that the small fry is a better option. But your girl might be about to have PMS and your girl might have had a bad week and your girl might be stressed out. So large fry sounds so much better to me than a small fry. Now, that's just, that is, you know, that's one layer of it. But I'm going to be honest with you. Like I can literally drive through Krispy Kreme right now and I can order one donut and I can be satisfied. And I truly believe that it comes from a place of scripture and truth. Like, I had to learn that I was a masterpiece, whether I was 280 pounds or if I was going to be 170 pounds. And that was the core, getting to the core of who I was and understanding who God was and who had God, how he saw me was the beginning of my freedom story of like understanding that and being able to not only like receive it, 
believe it and then walking in it. And that walking in it part means that I've got to live out that truth, believe that truth. Yeah. Um, there were times where I had to stop following people on Instagram because I would find myself comparing my body to their body right. or their story to my story. Or, you know, that person had food addiction and now they weigh 130 pounds and they run marathons. And I'm over here still above 200 pounds, still right. struggling with my weight, still not losing weight but I'm happier and freer in my soul. Like it is well with my soul. Right. And so I think those are the moments where, and you know, it's, what's so sad is that both of my daughters would now agree that they both struggle with food addiction. Rebecca, um, you know, just last couple of weeks ago, literally came to me and she's like, mom, I need you to help me overcome this. Right. And I'm like, how crazy is that? My story of freedom has now affected my children, but I get to walk them in the, deepest hardest places of this as they walk out into freedom as well you know so neat wow well and I think because I, I look at that the same way and, and I'm going man there are areas that it's like I wish I had total victory in you know mm -hmm. and I'm yes, like yes. it's nice that we can link arms with one another and do it and I think it's totally okay like because even the other day there was somebody on social media who had dropped a bunch of weight and and being somebody that struggled with my weight too, like I saw it. And at first, like first couple of weeks, whenever she was dropping weight, I was like, yeah, go for you. And then I was like, okay, that's enough. I need to like unfollow you. Like, <laughs> I can't yes, look at this yes. right now. Like I'm distracted. But I think for you, like allowing yourself grace, knowing like, okay, it's all right mm -hmm. for me to unfollow that person. It's okay. Yeah. I have to just omit you know, being around, and that's all right, showing yourself grace, but I, I think that's amazing. And, and the other thing I was going to say is that, like, even in the Galatians 5, 1 verse, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burned again by the yoke of slavery. Was slavery for me happened to be food. So if that is a part of it, then I have to remember, like, I, that's an intentionality on my part. Like, right. I, I cannot, go through the Krispy Kreme donut thing, but I also have to be intentional with taking every thought captive. So like if right. I'm in this place of, and being in my home so much that I'm going to get into my car and go drive to my addiction, like it starts back in my thought process of being able to say, right. what is coming in that place of warning me? What is not being so satisfied? What's not being satisfied in me? And like, even in that verse in Hebrews, uh -huh. Or even the, the definition, the definition of freedom, which I love, it says um, the state of being physically unrestricted and able to move easily. And then going to that Hebrews verse in 12, one through three, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that is so easily entangles. Um, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And the mindset of that to me is that, um, you know, before, like, before, like getting to that place of, I'm, I'll walk around and like, my passion is for girls to know who they are in Christ. Okay. Right. Which comes back to this place of, I had to literally understand my own identity in Christ before, because what I was doing was I was telling girls how beautiful they were and how God loved them and how he showed, he wanted to pursue them. But honestly, Carolyn, I didn't believe it myself. So it had to go. It was a heart check for me of like, what is keeps throwing me back into this place of allowing sin to so easily entangle? It was easy for me to fall yeah. back. It's like someone who struggles with alcoholism walking into a bar. Like you think that's so dumb. Why would you do that? But like, right. I can't, 
I can't not check out by the grocery store by Snicker bars and chocolate. You know, it's like right, they right. put they put all the good stuff. They don't put vegetables at the checkout because no. they know you're gonna <laughs> want. You know, and we yeah. serve we 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 serve a God that's holy and pursues, but we also have an enemy that's like looking for those areas of weakness in my life. So if I'm not feeling good about myself today, I look in the mirror and I say, oh my gosh, I look so fat today. You better believe he is game on, you know, and he right. is like looking for every area to, to target those thoughts in my mindset. So it's like, I don't think we're ever going to know a life without struggles, but right. we are as believers going to know a life of freedom and it's going to come through Jesus, you know? Absolutely. You know, I was talking with a group of youth pastors on Saturday and I was discussing with them just that very same concept of just, you're only going to bring as much freedom as what you carry, you know, yes, you can only yes. reproduce what you are. And, and I was saying, you know, in Psalm or Song of Solomon in chapter four, it says, you know, you are altogether lovely, my darling, there is no flaw mm. in you. And I remember mm. years ago when I first came across that scripture, I remember reading it and it made me feel so uncomfortable because I was just like, mm. yes, there is flaws in me. Of course there is. I have pimples. Yeah. I have, you know, curves that I don't like. I have, you know, and, and it's like, okay, we've got to be able to surrender that over to the Lord and say, and, right. and really analyze like, okay, where am I on this freedom process? Because us as women and as girls, like, that is something that I believe we're all on a journey with, whether you are skinny or fat or in between or whatever. <laughs> like, um, That's so true. It, yeah. it's, I, I say this all the time to girls. They'll say, I have a, such a hard time, like being physical in relationship with boys. I feel I have hard, such a hard time with like wanting to fit in and not going to this party. And I'll say, can you say this with confidence for I am God's masterpiece. Can you say that with confidence? And they right. always say no. And right. I always say, well, that's where we need to start because yeah. if you have a distorted view of who you are in Christ, then mm -hmm. everything else is going to be distorted. No matter Absolutely. what you say, friendship groups, relationships, the way you look at your body, it just, oh, it just changes. You know, I'm, when I'm in another country and I'm pouring out so much and I'm not looking in the mirror, I'm not caring about makeup or putting on my, you know, certain outfits. I, it's weird how I don't struggle with body image. Right. One <laughs> ounce. When it's I'm in another so country. crazy. It's like, I don't care. And I'm, I'm literally, I will say this cause I'm confident in that, but I'm like 260, 70 pounds. And I wish that I could say that I wasn't, I was 299 at one point. Right. That's a victory, but it's like, right. I am heavy. I weigh a lot, but I love Jesus. And yeah. if I weigh this to the day that I go to be with Jesus, um, then I'm okay with that. And I'm, I would have never said that five years ago. I would have been died for telling somebody my way. But if a girl right. hears this, who's sitting in her bedroom sobbing yeah. because she hates the way she looks, I'm telling you, beautiful girl, like yeah. you have freedom in Christ. And when the moment you allow the chains of approval and the chains of rejection yeah. and the chains to fall, something is going to begin to stir in you. And you, mm -hmm. like stepping into certain areas with confidence, just man, it makes the demons flee. And that's where <laughs> I want to be, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So like, what for you has been the newest, um, the newest joy that you found in walking in freedom in this area? Oh, I think, um, the joy, my big greatest joy. It's funny when I was thinking about this, like just my whole story and freedom, I think the joy for me is being able 
to bring people into my journey and like linking arms with people and helping them in their season of their, in their, in their season of bondage of like finding freedom. Um, this podcast that it is for freedom podcast. I remember like dragging my heels saying, I'm not getting on a podcast. This is so dumb. I would rather be at a girls <laughs> event or put me in a retreat with like a bunch of middle school girls or take me to a right. college. That's my jam. But getting behind a microphone with my country accent that sound, you know, it's like, it's so funny. People always say, Holly, you speak three different languages, sometimes English, sometimes Spanish, and sometimes both put together. And it's so funny <laughs> I love because it. it's, it's so true, but I'm telling you the joy. It's like when it says by the word of, um, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, that is what that's what does it. And so like, if I, I, I envision, <laughs> you know, I envision every single time someone shares a story of freedom. Like the moment I just said that to you about my weight, I could, I could almost audibly hear chains falling off of me. And like, yeah. that's another chain. And if I, if that right there gives another girl a courage to, to speak out about their story of freedom, then that to me is joy. And I think, because like, even like with Jesus, it says, for, you know, the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He knew that right. joy was on the other side of that cross. And the cross was messy. The cross was brought pain and the cross brought all the you know, redemption, and everything, but it was ugly getting through it. And I think that to me is like on the other side of, of the cross is my freedom story. That's and that brings me joy. You know, that's wonderful. I love it. I love it. So obviously you talked a little bit about your podcast, but I want you to share a little bit more about it. And then I know that um, you you talked about walking through things with your daughters as well as just speaking. Mm -hmm. but like, how are you helping bring freedom to others so they are found free? Okay, so I the podcast is only a year old. Um, is it really? And, yeah, it started last January. That it started in two thousand nineteen. Okay. I know, I know, it's so weird, but it's called "It Is for Freedom," and it came out of a place where. Yes, I felt like my story needed to be shared, but more than that, I wanted people to share their stories, to give them courage to keep going or to like maybe that them sharing their story could create a dream to begin to stir in them or like link them with someone else. And much that's happened a lot. Um, this has been the sweetest thing. And so um, the podcast is a, a guest every single week and they basically just share their story of freedom and how they found freedom, kind of like where we're doing right now. Um, and that's been really awesome. I've gotten a, you know, gained a lot of new friendships from that. A lot of speaking that has come out of that. Um, I also travel and speak to girls and women like conferences um, about freedom, my freedom story, but also about identity in Christ and just, you know, those types of things. So being able to like encourage women and girls and what, wherever they are in the journey of their faith, how can I make one girl take one step closer to Jesus? You know, if the girl comes in and she is so far from God, she has had a really terrible physical relationship with, you know, past relationships. How can I get into her mess with her and just encourage her to take one step out of that darkness, one step, you know, and meeting people where they are is a huge piece of like who I am. Like I never, I feel like people's stories don't scare me. And I, right. I'm thankful for that. Like people, you know, people will hear stories. You're like, Oh my goodness. Did you hear about so-and-so, which is straight up gossip, but we do it in the, in the words of prayer, like prayer time. Right. Like, did you know such and such? You're like, 
okay, number one, you just we need to pray number for two. them. <laughs> <laughs> number two, you need to repent. And then number three, no kidding. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just, um, it doesn't scare me. Right. And um, with my girls and like, just, it's crazy that the Lord started the girls ministry desire in me by giving me two girls of my own. And so I didn't realize that because I wanted boys so bad. I wanted really? literally two boys. Yeah. So and funny. when they told me I was having Rebecca, I was like, wait, she's a girl. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you they're sure? Like, no, she's a girl. And they're like, no, it's a girl. I was like, but I have Superman stuff and Star Wars and her name is Luke. And I don't know how to, to make this be a turn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, it was, it was crazy. So I was so disappointed at, at the initial, like it's a girl. And right. then of course the Lord knew so way, way before that, you know, that I was going to be able to raise up two beautiful girls and just two different completely personalities and like Enneagram seven ones, Enneagram four. It's, it's just, right. It, they're just so different, but they both struggle in different ways, but also in the same ways and being able to um, love on them in my home first because I always think about when it talks about in scripture, it's from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. And if I'm not doing those things in my own home, how in the world can I travel across the country That's and encourage right. another girl or, you know, so I feel like it starts there, but it starts with me and Jesus, then me and my home. And then it kind of circles out from there. So I also wrote a devotional called free to be, and it's 40 days yeah. of finding freedom. And so that was a huge thing for me and writing it out, speaking it out are yeah. just two ways that I continuously seem to find my, you know, continual walk. And like, that's my next step of freedom is talk it out, write it out. I love it. One thing I did want to ask you about was I know that you do a lot of work in communities, like going into the schools and talking about value mm -hmm. and worth too. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So I, I work, um, it's, it's, it's funny because I had not worked in a couple of years, like out of like speaking or whatever. And I, this one of my friends said, Hey, there's a position opening up with the school system. And it's like the sexual risk avoidance educator. You'll, you'll get to go and talk about <laughs> STDs. And I like laughed so hard. I was like, you may get to talk about STDs. And they're like, yeah, I was like, I would love that job. And they're like, what? I was like, my degree's in social work. And so I, yeah, whatever. Okay. But I said, can I talk to the girls about body images and like self-worth? And they were like, you can, you can never say the name of Jesus, but you can talk about it. So the first day I go in, I drop all the ugly the terms and we move out of that and then the last two days we just have so much fun talking about relationships and healthy body image and and self-worth and I share my story and I say and I realize my faith like I can go that direction and it's crazy to me how many conversations have come after class to say Hey, I was in the ninth grade and I had an abortion and I always thought that Christians were really mean. And I said, how did you know that I was a Christian? And she said, well, the way that you were talking and like sharing how confident you were. And she said, and you being thick and all. And I was like, oh, okay, she called me thick. That's okay. <laughs> it is what it is. And she said, but you was like, you're just, you're just different. And I thought, wow, God, you can use sexual risk. You can use yeah. STDs to bring people to you. You know, it's like, I love it. You're like Jehovah so, sneaky up in those schools. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. So that's what I do. And I, I'm, but I'm not 
I'm only in there like during the school year. So I have to fully rely on the girls. Like I get three days with them and then I just, I pray before I go. I pray over that classroom for those girls come in there and hopefully they'll come and follow me on Instagram and then they'll kind of, I pulls them into like heavenly having an open up conversation. I love, um, one of the things that I love about you, Holly, whenever I first met you, met you online on, on Mm -hmm. the phone, um, (laughs) I remember just hearing your story and what all you do. And I thought, man, this is truly somebody who, as part of waves, we, you know, we operate on the great commission, just that we, we want to make waves at home in our community and in the world. And, and for you, like you are doing that. And so I am so thankful Mm. that like, as you found freedom, that you're linking arms with others at home in your community and in the world, just helping bring freedom to all those different areas. So thank you for saying yes to Jesus and mm. for um, linking arms with him as you do it. You're so sweet. Well, you are an incredible front runner in that girl. Like you, I found you remember, like I found you <laughs> and messaged you. That's right. You were someone, but it was weird because I kept, I kept seeing something and I don't know how, I don't even know how I got to your page. I don't even remember how that <laughs> happened, honestly. But I was, it was besides the Lord. And I was like, the Lord's like, you need to message her. And I was like, okay, this is weird, but I will message her. <laughs> and it was like, we just clicked. We clicked. And I, it I was, know. God just said, you are supposed to be a part of this. And I was like, what? Be a part of a, something that I don't even, what? And it just kind of, and people always say online relationships work. Well, now I know they do friendship. We got a great one. So it's like, it's made me rethink the whole online dating thing. All yes, again. Yes, yes. For sure. For sure. I'm saying that joking, but no, yeah. but it's like, it's been over like, a year. I know. I w- it's so funny. Cause there's been two or three different people that like randomly, and really a lot of them have spun out of me meeting you, but I, I made me really stop and think of things a lot differently. Cause I'm like, man, like if God can do that with friends and with ministry partners, like I should never knock like yes. <laughs> online dating. Like I really shouldn't. But anyway, it's so funny. Well, I just, I'm so excited uh, just for you to come and join us in Destin in October. Girls, our registration for October, it opens July 1st. So it'll be a right around the, the corner before you know it. Um, Registration opens on July 1st at midnight, so you want to make sure you get your tickets. And Holly is one of our speakers for our Saturday night session on Making Waves for Christ, and she'll be helping with one of our breakout sessions as well. She links arms with me and um, another girl named Lauren who's amazing, and it's going to be mm-hmm. so much fun. So we just thank you so much, Holly, for joining us. If you haven't, um, if you haven't liked our page or if you haven't subscribed, you need to go on and do that. Um, leave a review. That is how people get to know about um, this ministry as well as hear the word of God and hear about freedom. So thank Mm -hmm. you again, Holly. Thank you for having me. I love it. And I'm so excited about October. I literally cannot wait. I know. Well, y'all have a great day, girls. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at wavesgirlsconference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.